experts keep in mind as Christmas is approaching you avoid having people see your garage like maybe you, have you ever uh, been coming home and maybe you have somebody with you and you're like well, I'm not gonna park in the garage I'll park in the driveway we'll go through the front door because the garage even if it's not a mess it's just, you know it's a garage garage experts will make you want to drive into the garage you, you will want to show off your garage if you don't recognize that sensation, that feeling, if you don't know what it's like to be like, hey, you want to see my garage, uh, then you definitely need to check with garage experts, Mark and Shelley Long. They're totally awesome. And it is um, a massive improvement to your home. The value, the look of your home, it, it's, it is the same. It was to me, and I know it has been to so many other people, essentially like adding a whole new room to your home, a big significant one. So you can find out what they can do for you, whether it's the flooring or the customized storage, by going to Nick's endorsements and finding garage experts and and contact them through there. But I definitely keep in mind as a, a Christmas item for you and and um, whomever it is that you would be gifting it to. What was it, uh, Rashida Talib, part of the Sob Squad, and you know once again reaffirming why I call them the Sob Squad? She's crying. I can't believe I have to say this. Palestinians. What was it she said that they're, 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 um, gosh, what, I, dad gummit. I, I tried to find the quote. It was, a, it just played it in the oh, Fox News. I, know. I think it was the, like Palestinians are people too. Yeah, but it was, they're, they're, they're not, um, ir, she didn't say irrelevant or. That's it. But, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up. Because what actually was, what is, accurate about or inaccurate about her statement is it's in a matter of perception to Hamas they are when you look just again at the behavior cut the rhetoric out it would be so much simpler if we went back to the days where you didn't listen to what people said but you watched what they did because when people tell you something, they are telling you what they want you to believe. And sometimes that is in line with the truth. But just watch what they actually do. The Israelis have done more in the effort into Gaza to try and protect and save the lives of the Palestinians than Hamas has. Hamas deliberately gets Palestinians killed. Hamas deliberately puts missiles and what they know are targets in the most recently, I think it was a Boy Scouts headquarter. They put them under hospitals. They, do, they want to have their people killed. When Israel was dropping flyers, Telling Palestinian citizens, you need to leave, we're going to attack this area. The Palest uh, Hamas was telling them, no, don't do it, convincing them. They knew what was coming. They were convincing them to stay because they wanted their dead bodies. That's reality. That's what actually happened. 
And so when you have somebody like Rashida Tlaib stand up sobbing about how, I can't believe I have to say this, that Palestinians matter. Well, they matter more to the Israelis than they do to Hamas. And this is why, incidentally, we should reject the notion that, or even the description, of these protesters and people like Rashida Tlaib as pro-Palestinian. This is not pro-Palestinian positions they're taking. It's pro-terrorism and pro-Hamas. How do we? How is it that we can define the difference here? Because they weren't complaining until Hamas started getting killed. I found the quote. What was the quote? I can't believe that I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. Yeah. Well, they are to Hamas. That's what it was, not disposable. They... they the Israelis have demonstrated through their actions that they agree with that statement. They are not disposable. That is why, to their own detriment, knowing that it is going to cost the lives of Israelis that otherwise it would not have to, they have done everything they have, have been able to in order to warn ahead of time and to help Palestinians escape so that they can get to safety. They have been the ones that have talked to countries like Egypt, convincing them to allow Palestinians to flee to safety, while the Hamas, the ones that we're supposed to believe are fighting on behalf of the Palestinians, are deliberately putting them in harm's way. That's reality. It is Hamas that is withholding fuel from the hospitals. It is Hamas that is using infrastructure that is meant for delivering clean water to the Palestinians to, uh, to, to create missile and missile launchers. It is Hamas that takes the dollars, the donations, and is using them instead of feeding the Palestinians and improving the quality of life. They're using it to build up terrorism. It is Hamas that has been using um, ambulances in order to move terrorists around and missiles around, which is in violation of international law. This is why it is so angering to listen to these discussions because they are not based in honesty and truth. When you look at action. You just remove yourself from sides. You, uh, I love to play the game. You're from another planet. You just arrived. Or you've been in a coma. Or uh, cryogenically, you had your head frozen. And they manage. You've been dead for 100 years. And they bring you back. And they're like, oh, here's what's going on. And then for funsies, you're asked, okay, this is how each side is behaving here. Which of these two sides do you think cares more about the Palestinian people? We all know what the answer would be. It'd be the side that's actually trying to protect their lives, not those who are making them targets. Rashida Tlaib, in, through her actions and her support of Hamas, does not care about Palestinians. They are disposable. Do you know how many... Again... If this really was about the Palestinians, then all of these protests would have been happening for years against Hamas. Hamas is the one that steals the aid. Hamas is the one that hoards the fuel. 
Hamas is the one who is responsible for the living conditions in Gaza. We hear about it being an open-air prison. This is not the Israelis who have said, you got to live like crap, by the way. Your standard of living has to be crappy. The Israelis have been the ones who have sent funding, who have sent supplies into Gaza in order to help the standard of living. It is Hamas who is responsible for those deplorable conditions that supporters of Hamas themselves complain about. The left and their concern about Muslim deaths all of a sudden is an interesting reflection of the left's concern about black lives in the United States. It, you know, we live in a country where Democrat-run cities are the most dangerous place to be for a person of color. Not because of white police officers, but because of just the the crime, whether it's gang or just random, otherwise. Just talking about sheer numbers here. And, And you know this. I mean, any given weekend, a dozen or more black people shot in Baltimore, in Portland, in Chicago, all over the place. Not a peep. No marches, no protest, no burning down buildings. No demands of resignation. But then you have a police officer engaged with a black individual. The black individual dies. All of a sudden they care. Why? And I cannot stress this enough. Because the victim isn't what matters. What matters is their enemy. They do not care. Democrats don't care through their actions. They demonstrate they do not care about black people being killed in this country. They only care about it if it can be used as a weapon against white people or white police officers. And look at the Middle East. Do you know for how long and the massive numbers of people or Muslims that have been killed by other Muslims, even in modern day? Through different factions, warring factions, Sunnis, Shiites, you know, just some of the more recognized factions of the Middle East. I I mean, Syria, we watched it play out during the Obama administration. Trump pretty much put a stop to that. You had hundreds of thousands of Muslims being slaughtered. But it was by other Muslims. Now, none of the Muslims that were the perpetrators, were there calls for you know, uh, the sort of repercussions that Israel is, call- or you know, to stand all of this? Of course not, no. And it's treated the same. Muslim-on-Muslim Muslim killing in the Middle East is treated by the left the same way that black-on-black black crime is treated in the United States. It doesn't matter to them. Because they don't really care about the victims. Ah, But if they can pin some deaths on the Jews, now we have an issue. See, this isn't about the Palestinians. If it was about the Palestinians, people like Rashida Tlaib and all of these college campus left-wing activists all over the country would have been complaining a very, very, very long time ago. It's about the Jews. And, and, and here they can blame some of these deaths on the Jews. And so they can try and pick up where they started with Hitler. 
Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Latest news update. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. Police are investigating after one person was stabbed in East Springfield. It happened on East Division Street near Highway 65 last night. The victim then made their way to a local business to call for help. The victim was hospitalized in unknown condition. A homeowner in Stone County shoots and kills someone breaking into their home. Deputies say the intruder attacked the homeowner but was then shot and killed. Greene County deputies were called out to assist with the investigation and no charges have been filed yet. And if you've been in downtown Springfield, you may have noticed a Christmas tree is being put up in its signature spot on Park Central Square. This year's tree is a brand new 65-foot-tall artificial tree. Underneath will be the new home of Santa and Mrs. Claus Christmas Treehouse. You can catch the mayor's annual tree lighting on November 18th. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox. 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 80 today, 47 tonight. And a slight chance of rain tomorrow with a high of 58. Before we get traffic, I, the, the, all these organizations, whether it's local, I know I had the story in the news leader about the local mosque calling for a ceasefire. Ceasefire is nothing but rearming Hamas, the ultimate oppressors of the Palestinians. Anyone who truly genuinely cares about the Palestinians would support 100% the complete eradication of Hamas. Traffic, I'm Nick Reed. Everyone, we got a great Friday coming up. Scrambler's Friday Roadshow. It is a first responders breakfast. You get free breakfast if you are a first responder this Friday at Scramblers. Thanks to Scramblers, Barker's Frame and Collision, and also Pyramid Roofing. And let's see. I think, oh, it should be if uh, she's available in Emily Johnson Friday. We, you know, every other Friday or so, we saw her at happy hour with her family. And hopefully we'll have her with us out at our first responders breakfast at Scramblers this Friday. She's a great resource for you to utilize. Uh, and that is a great place if you happen to be there with us having breakfast. Uh, then grab her if you have a question. She'll be more than happy to talk with you. Maybe it's just about the area that you live in, or maybe you have this one of those just sort of weird questions. You're not even necessarily looking to sell your home, but like, you know, I always wondered this. Uh, you know, one of the th- questions that uh, last time she was on a couple weeks ago, I asked her was about those title lock deals that we hear so much. You hear those all the time about how easy it is for someone to steal your title. And, and so I asked her about that. And she talked about how in Missouri, the laws are set up in a way that really don't make it that much of a problem here, like it is in other states where that is easier to do. Um, and so that's the sort of stuff that you can ask or use her as a resource. Of course, you don't have to face-to-face visit with her at Scramblers with us in order to do that. Uh, but you can always reach out to her, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You can find her under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. <laughs> I tell you, the, the, the media, when they will appear to be apologetic for their very bad coverage of something. It isn't that they thought, oh gosh, we didn't realize we were doing this and we need to change. It is all for marketing purposes. The coverage of the war against Israel. The media all 
parroted the propaganda from Hamas regarding the hospital, right? We remember this. Hamas accidentally, or hell, who knows, maybe purposefully, but one of their missiles hits a parking garage at a hospital. They immediately use that in order to claim that the Jews were targeting a hospital and killed 500 people. And the media, of course, they run with it. Well, because Hamas said it. And it, of course, turns out not to be true, which could have easily been predicted. Fortunately, Israel is pretty good at pushing back, and and they really let the media have it, because in a war like that, that sort of disinformation is a, an actual weapon that is used by the terrorists. So it's not simply a matter of, well, this is unfair, so we need to fight back. It is a battlefront. The impact that the media can have with their their sometimes straight-up anti-Semitic reporting can be the difference between whether or not Israel wins this thing. The biggest ally Hamas has is those who agree to succumb to their propaganda. And when you have the media pushing your propaganda, that helps give cover to world leaders like Joe Biden and others that are like, well, we ought to have a ceasefire. And and we all know what that means. It is allowing Hamas to rebuild and regroup. Now, the media was such a stark pro-Hamas disinformation campaign. They came out and they're like, oh yeah, we're really sorry. Gosh, you know, we're going to do a better job. But that's crap. They're just saying that because they have to say it. They have no interest. No interest in fair, honest journalism. And it it's displaying itself, well, it's displayed itself in, in terms of what Jews are going through versus Muslims are going through. We've even seen it locally here with the news leader. And this event in which you had a pro-Hamas individual take a megaphone and it was uh, mixed reports. He either bashed a elderly Jewish man over the head with it or he threw it at him, hit him in the head, but the guy died, cracked his skull and killed him. Killed him. Wasn't an accident. The coverage of this, listen to some of these headlines about this deliberate attack. ABC 7 Eyewitness News headline breaking, elderly Jewish man dies after confrontation with pro-Palestinian protester. Time Magazine, Jewish man in California dies after confrontation during Israel-Hamas war protests. The BBC News, Jewish man dies after dispute at dueling Israel-Palestinian protests. The word kill, the word attacked, the word deliberate never used. The Jewish man died. Was it a heart attack? Was it a stroke? We don't know. See how they downplay it? You think of the the difference in the coverage uh, and the presentation of that versus January 6th, where the media desperately tried to get you to believe that January 6th protesters killed five or six law enforcement officers in the Capitol during the protest, which, of course, wasn't true. 
This is the same media that will write headlines to make it sound as if a police officer who killed himself days later or had a stroke days later actually was killed by a Trump supporter in the Capitol. But here you have a situation in which a pro-Hamas protester deliberately smashed the skull of a Jew, killing him, and that they describe as, well, he died, it was during a confrontation. You know, these things happen. Where the Holocaust denialism. This is today's Holocaust denialism. Downplaying the plight of the Jewish people, overplaying the discrimination against Muslims, trying to convince the American people that it's not that big of a deal what the Jews are going through. Can you imagine these people around when the camp concentration camps got liberated? Well, you know, I mean, every country has camps. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Hotspot for the day, KSGF.com. Number one, we got Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio sponsoring. Give us your best shot. Submit photos or a photo of um, hunting pics. It doesn't have to be from this season. It could be uh, a previous season. When you submit a photo, that is your entry to win an incredible prize pack. It's got all sorts of stuff in it. You can see that at KSGF.com. Thanks to Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio. Also, with our first responders breakfast on Friday, free breakfast for first responders. Thanks to Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing and, of course, Scramblers. You can also register to win tickets to see Annie at Juanita K. November 14th, 15th performance is there. And don't forget, sign up for Lunch Bunch, Retro Metro, and a pizza party from Godfathers. All that and heck even more at ksgf.com. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny high of 80 today, partly cloudy, 47 for a low tonight. Cloudy with a slight chance of rain, high of 58 tomorrow. Karine Jean-Pierre, she was asked yesterday, and she's catching a little bit of flack, um, just essentially refusing to condemn the killing of the Jewish elderly man in in uh, California on Monday. Here's uh, an exchange during yesterday's press briefing. Uh, a lot of videos of individuals who have been tearing down signs, many of these taking this place in New York City, signs. of Israelis presently being held hostage in Gaza. There have been some tense um, confrontations that have taken place there. Is the White House's view that these actions should be condemned, the pulling of the pulling down of them, or that that's a form of peaceful protest? Look, I, I've, I've sort of kind of seen the reporting here and there. I think it was from last week, There's right? Been like 30 million videos that have gone around. No, I know. I hear much. you. I hear you. I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Okay? I'm not okay? going. Is that peaceful protest to I, pull that down, or should I, you not be? Doing I'm just that? not going to go into uh, specifics on that particular thing. Uh, uh, no, is this really that hard to answer? Yeah, this was about obviously not not the killing of the Jewish elderly man. This was about the increased number of left wing activists that are tearing down the posters of hostages being held in Gaza. This is such a no brainer. Uh, yeah, we don't like that. That's not a good thing. 
that's not that's that's not positive. We do not support that. You can even spread it around so you don't seem biased towards the victims of terrorism, if that's your concern by saying, well, of course we are against uh, people uh, tearing down um, posters that draw attention to the uh, you know, victims on all sides of, you know, all victims. You, you, could, you could spread it around. The White House can't even bring themselves to do this. Because, of course, the victims are Jews. Well, we, we can't be seen defending the Jews. Uh, this, this difficulty they're having is politics. To a large extent, there are grave concerns they have about losing the vote of pro-terrorist people in this country. And they're not just Muslims. I mean, we're seeing a lot of these young, white, wealthy college students that are also pro-terrorist. In fact, if you watch the videos, or at least the videos I've seen of people tearing the posters down, drawing attention to the hostages... They're, they're, they look like what you would think. White kids, early 20s, may, or 20s, maybe into their early 30s. And they look like what you would imagine is just stereotypical left-wing activists. But the massive support... That or the the drop in support for Biden, particularly in a state like Michigan, where there is this uh, this the very significant Muslim popula- uh, population, and they're they're worried they could lose Michigan because of it. And what makes it worse is you have somebody like you know um, Talib, who's being censored, and this is you know this is probably going to make her more popular amongst her voting base. While at the same time, Biden and the administration, they're, they're trying to have it both ways. They're trying to walk a fine line. The problem is there really isn't a fine line when it comes to terrorism. It's not an issue of taxes or tariffs. You're talking about one group of people who wants the complete and total destruction of the other group of people. It's a pretty black and white, cut and dry situation. And for this White House to not even, can't even bring itself to condemn or criticize left-wing activists tearing down posters, drawing attention to innocent victims and all of this. How dangerous is this White House that when it comes to something that is so clearly a black and white issue, They will not take a stance because they're afraid that they may lose Michigan. No morality. None. Zero. Your life does not matter to them. My life does not matter to them. The Palestinian lives do not matter to the... uh, It's just a gauge of how is this going to impact us in the election. And if that means siding with Hitler, so be it. 
If that means, well, we don't want to criticize the Nazis because we might lose the German vote, so be it. This is where we are today with the modern Democrat Party, which is all the more reason it is unfortunately very frightening that you did have Democrat victories take place yesterday. The party that openly is in battle over whether to support Nazism today, whether to support anti-Semitism, whether to support the elimination of Jews is a sticking point for the Democrat Party right now. I would note there's no problem within the Republican Party understanding who's right and who's wrong on this one. It is breathtaking the number of people that will vote Democrat because they think that they're virtuous and that they are supporters of humanity. The same people who would refuse to travel to a state within this country because they say that bathrooms should be gender-specific will vote for people that refuse to condemn terrorism. Terrorism against innocent women, specifically targeting women and children. How enlightened. What a virtuous political party that is. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, look, it's Sarah Myers. Hey, look, that's me. And holiday season is approaching fast. And if you are planning on taking a road trip to see family or friends this holiday season and you are planning on using a rental car, I recommend Avis, the car rental company. And I recommend if you are looking for a, a vehicle for Thanksgiving, I recommend that you call them as soon as possible. And while you are uh, chit-chatting with my friends over at Avis, I recommend that you check out their long long-term rental program as well. Now, the long-term rental program, it's great if you are looking to purchase a new vehicle uh, in the near future and you're wanting to do kind of a longer test drive before you make that commitment. Um, the best part about the long-term rental program is there are no vehicle maintenance fees. There's no trips to the DMV. And if you get into a vehicle that is just not working out, whether you need a little bit more space or you need a little bit more bells and whistles or you just need something different, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you are wanting to go ahead and do a short-term rental or get more info on that long-term rental program, uh, you can swing by the Avis store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine here in Springfield. You can speak to Lauren, and of course, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. This story, this is one of those stories that you could really pick apart and, and uh, discuss what does this say about us as a society, or you could just look at it and kind of laugh, and we'll do that. There are two firefighters that were sacked, lost their jobs. Or, well, one, um, you, one, one's lost his job. The other one, she is waiting on the process to play out to see whether she does or not. But they stopped at a Chick-fil-A while en route to a medical emergency. And it was evidently a, it, it was um, a, a level, it was called an ASL, Advanced Life Support Emergency, which is considered a priority call. This is Washington, D.C., by the way. <laughs> now, they've been dismissed. One has lost his job, the colleague, we don't know about her yet. Like I said, that's still up in the air. 
Now, they've defended their actions. You want to know why, what their defense was? I'm ready I don't know. for I think it. This is perfect. They claimed that they had already pre ordered on the app <laughs> before the call came in. Well, <laughs> which, I mean, not to, I, I don't know that it really should matter, but you don't. The payment doesn't go through until you get the order. I mean, that's how that works. You can make a payment. You can order on an app and never show up, and you're not going to be charged for it. Even if you say pay now, it doesn't actually process through. It'll sit as pending. At least every food app that I've ever used for anything at all, um, it's once the transaction is complete and they give it to you and then they hit, okay, this is complete. That's when it goes, though, it's not like you're going to be out money. But even if, if you were going to be out the money, you get that sort of call and you're like. Priorities, man. Yeah, it's priorities. In fact, this was um, a, a priority call, specifically a priority call. I'm curious yeah. what they ordered. Mm, yeah, that isn't in the story, but that does seem like it should be in here. <laughs> the duo defended their action in report claiming they had pre-ordered their meal through the app, and the detour took, quote, literally a few minutes tops, end quote. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Like I said, that is the sort of thing you could really look at. And... What a mess. <sighs> it, it just, uh, on the surface, it's you laugh and... You think, oh man, this is where we are. This is, you call nine one one, and this is what you may have to worry about. It is Washington D.C. where some may argue the work ethic isn't necessarily top notch. We had Dinesh D'Souza. We've had him on. He's been, um, well, he was in the area uh, several years ago for the Vitae Foundation, and and so we had him on for that. Also, Two Thousand Mules, uh, both the book and the film, and then most recently he was on the show talking about police state and this um, a couple of showings here there's a streaming showing there is also a dvd but apparently you will not be able to get it at walmart or amazon because according to dinesh d'souza they refuse to sell it he put out uh i don't know if it was on truth social or a tweet Walmart and Amazon refused to sell police state DVDs. Why? No reason. They shut us down because they can. And then he said, let's teach them a lesson. Buy from Salem and, and shop, uh, Shopify. Get DVDs for yourself and also for Christmas presents. Which, don't get me wrong, I think it is something everyone should see. But, I don't know, kind of a downer for a Christmas present. <laughs> like, by the way, we live in a police state. In that same context... YouTube is censoring the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. You know, it's all cover-up. Gotta cover it up. Well, YouTube's official policies have been violated. We don't allow anything of the sort on there. The problem is, yes, they do. In fact, there are a number of manifestos that have been sitting on YouTube racking up millions of views without any problem whatsoever. They say it's the community guidelines, uh, but there are a number of other manifestos. Let's see, Daily Caller has a piece here. Um, and this was louder with Crowder and uh, the posting he notes, or it's been noted, the censorship industry hard at work. Google, Facebook, and YouTube are all now censoring the leaked Covenant Killers Manifesto. 
saying that the community guidelines prohibit linking to content containing manifestos from individuals who have committed violent attacks. It does not mention the term manifesto. The company cited that being YouTube uh, cited the policy in a screenshot Crowder posted regarding the video takes down the, the policy prohibits content that glorifies or promote violent tragedies. Yet a video about now deceased California mass shooter Elliot Rogers titled Elliot Rogers, his biographical manifesto is still on the platform. Also on YouTube, a video about now deceased Virginia Tech mass shooter Sing Hui Chow titled Virginia Tech shooting confession video is also on the platform. Both of those have been up for over nine years. One with 500,000 views and one with three and a half million views. But see, this is different. And we know why it's different. Because the manifesto, from what we've seen, is filled with critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion talking points. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. I want a great homeloan.com. The characters seven days a week till nine o'clock at night. They are accessible. It's all part of the benefit of using I want a great homeloan.com, having that personal connection, having them there to advocate for you, having them available at the times that so many others are not available because our regular business hours, Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. Eastern Time to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, some holidays excluded. None of that stuff. They're right here. You could have stopped by their office and visit with them in person. And, of course, they have crafted over the years. Uh, I want a great homeloan.com as a site that just itself has information that could be useful before you even reach out and find out whether now's the right time for you based on your situation. That's the advice that they, of course, can give you. I want a great homeloan.com because you do. There is a piece in The Federalist that we will get up. And I, I had this set aside to talk about to some degree today perhaps tomorrow, but it is something that I know we are going to address as the time gets closer, and it has to do with abortion. And in Ohio, um, on the ballot, there was the enshrining of the right to have an abortion in their constitution all the way up to birth. Like the baby coming out, crying, everything, bam, executed. What is interesting is there was actually a pretty in-depth polling that was done beforehand that shows a majority of voters, in Ohio specifically, are opposed to that. In fact, even amongst Democrats, only 39% of Democrats support killing babies all the way up until birth, which I say only. It's horrifying to think that we are that... I mean, we do a lot of criticizing of Hamas because of how indiscriminately and cruel they are about killing. Meanwhile, we're like, let's see, should our Constitution guarantee your right to kill a baby up until it's born? Sure. Uh, are we, uh, just in terms of humanity, do we have a lot of room to criticize Hamas? Are the babies any more innocent or any less innocent than the Jewish people or the babies that were, were torn from their mother's arms during the terrorist attack on October 7th? Oh, no, we're, we're so much better than them, aren't we? 
You know, we criticize Palestinians. Well, they're the ones who support Hamas. Well, look how, I mean, we live in a country where compared to Europe, I mean, Europe, the abortion restrictions in Europe are the sort of restrictions that Democrats in this country claim are so extreme that they will lead to mothers dying in alleyways. That is how extreme. We love to compare ourselves to Europe, particularly people on the left, and oh, how how bright they are. Well, unless, you know, it's dealing with vaccines or abortion. We are so much more extreme when it comes to being pro-vaccine and pro-abortion in this country. All that aside, there's a piece in The Federalist, and they're noting that if people voted the way that they really felt, this would not have passed in Ohio. And it is talking about, we probably will go into this some tomorrow, how it is that stuff like this is passing. And the left has figured out how it is essentially disinformation campaigns, making it sound as if, oh, these are just, you know, this is just to guarantee the right of rare abortions, when in fact it is the it is the full-blown extreme abortions that even a majority of Democrats are against. And I'm telling you, Missouri is the next target. We are in line. And with the Republican Party that we have in Missouri today, I fear we may end up with it constitutionally enshrined here as well. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.